Hi guys, welcome to my podcast, Everyday Dialogue with Fabian Morgan. Um, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about loads of different stuff, just everyday conversations we have with friends, with family, um, some of our thoughts, whether it's about relationships, love, money, career, regrets, decisions, good decisions, bad decisions, you name it, we'll talk about it. On this podcast, I'll be talking about some of our personal experiences, my perception and my perspective on many different things. And also I'll be having some guest speakers come on as well to speak with me. Some of them will be friends. Some of them will be people I've admired and they'll be talking about their everyday experience. So this podcast is for us everyday people that's out there living our life and just trying to survive each and every day. So welcome. Before we get into the next episode, my next guest will be using a property jargon known as rent to rent also known as guaranteed rent, which is where an individual or company takes an interest in a property for a period of time from a landlord and guarantees to pay a fixed rent to the landlord. The landlord then gives consent to the third party, the renter, to then rent the property to other tenants. Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. On today's episode, we're gonna be talking about climbing the property ladder. And who else do I invite on my show other than Abby? Welcome, Abby. Thank you for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. Abby's launched her Instagram. And I remember when her Instagram started at like 10, 15 followers. And now it's at like 31K. And she just literally built a property empire. And just seeing her do that from the ground up at such a young age was just inspiring. And I thought to myself... If I'm going to do an episode on a podcast on properties, who else to talk to than one of the property gurus herself? So um, I definitely think you can give a lot of people some insight. Um, How many properties do you own at the moment, Abby? Six. Six. And how old are you? 26. (laughs) Do you see how crazy that is, guys? She's a 26-year-old with six properties like that's really unheard of you don't really hear a lot of people that can actually say that so it's really really amazing and um and yeah I just wanted us to kind of talk about it and just give the um the listeners an insight into what you do so the first thing I wanted I want to know is why properties what made you decide to go into properties in the first place so to be honest I always loved property um for me personally it was like because I loved property and I heard stories about if you get into real estate, you have to work over time and all this crap. And I said, I ain't got time for that. So when I had my daughter, um, so those who don't know, I've got a daughter, she's three years old. Um, so when I finished uni, I had my daughter, so I was like 21 and pregnant. And then I had her at like 22, you know, after the nine months. And so she really pushed me because I said to myself, I can't work a nine to five because I want to be able to take my daughter to school. I want to have that flexibility and build that, you know, that experience that a mother should have, every mother should have for their kids. And so when she was like literally newborn, I was literally like self-teaching myself. Um, I I built a rent-to-rent portfolio. I was literally making calls. I went onto Gumtree, Spare Room, making calls, building connections. And it does show hard work does pay off because I just went ham. I took, I did not take no for an answer. Like when I wanted something, I made sure I got it. Mm. And I personally feel like it's more of a mindset thing because 
when you're determined and you've got that why of this is why I do what I do, there's no excuse why it should not work. Wow, that's really, really good. And we obviously met working in sales and in sales, going out and selling, you learn a lot of skills such as um, finding a way to win, having a positive attitude. Um, if a customer says no, next no means next opportunity, go to the next door. Was there anything that you took from our time in sales that you applied to building this business? You know what? Um, to be honest, yeah, I've always like, the one thing I took was commission because I always liked, like, people would always be scared of commission. Yes, true. And with me, like, I always liked commission and it was because it gave me that mindset of whatever I put my work in, I'm going to get out of it. So I feel like with that, that's what I took and I ran with it because to be honest, when I actually jumped on, like, within my first week, I got, like, the self, the targets that I had to get. So when I saw that, I thought, Abby, you're really good at this stuff. So I said to myself, why not? Like, you know, you just know you've got it in you. Like, you know, like I'm a talker. I talk to people. It's not like I don't. So it's like, even when you have to persuade your parents, like I was so good at that stuff. So when you see all of that, you realize that you've got it in you. Just like have that energy for what you want. And what I wanted was properties, um, to build cash flow of, to then, you know, generate more. And then, so then I could then, and it just builds into more other things as well, because my first thing was rent rent, but then after I bought, I, I just started to do different services around that, which was beneficial with my income and what I generate today. And I just feel like life is a lesson in itself. And age is nothing but a number, to be honest. Because you see 21-year-old millionaires and it's, they're, on, they're doing, like, um, I don't know, e-commerce. And, like, it's just learning at something and taking action and doing it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's about taking a leap of faith, I guess, and just going out there. Because I remember even when I worked in sales and how I ended up in that industry. I was working in McDonald's at the time. I had a really, really toxic manager. Um, it, the environment was so toxic. People was constantly quitting, calling off sick. And I didn't want to be there anymore. And I remember when I went for my interview and I found out that I was going to be doing door-to-door -door sales, out in the cold, on a 100% commission. But I was like, this can't be worse than the job I'm in now. And I took a risk and I never knew I would have been good. And lo and behold, I was really, really good at sales. So if I didn't take that leap of faith, I would never have known that I could actually sell. And I think sometimes you have to kind of speak to that fear and just do it anyway. I think there's actually a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Sometimes you can be scared, but yeah, just do it. Do it anyway. It doesn't matter. You, you've you got nothing to lose. And I think even if you try something and you fail at it, it's still a lesson that you can learn as an individual. So it's actually amazing that you did that and just thought, you know what, I'm going to take this step and just, just, just run with it, which is really, really good. So... Walk me through how you purchase each of your properties. Because another thing that rang in my head right now is that you said your daughter is three or going on four and you've got six properties. So how the hell did you buy six properties in three years? Like, that's actually no, you insane. Know what? It wasn't even three years. No, it was literally within like a year. You did all six of them in a year. The first two was just last year, March 2021. The remaining four was this year. 
Wow. Okay. And then by God's grace, I've got two extra ones completing, which will make me on my eighth. Wow. So, yeah, so walk us through the process. How did that work from your first property to where you are now? Um, okay, so um, with my first two, it was all about me saving and also me building my venture portfolios. And I did different, like, things before. Um, so property was there, yeah, but I was more like, dealing with different so I had different companies I set up one was all pairs matching all pairs to people um another one was I did so much side hustles like it was mad like it was all in such a short period of time but then at one point I, it was so fast all in within the year I then decided you know what let me just do property because that's what I wanted to do anyway and that's why I loved to start doing and that's how I went hand with it so um, I built my rent rent portfolio fast, to be honest, just because I was very, like, on it, like, stunning. Like, I was not taking no for answer, always making calls, meeting up with people, just taking action and just getting it there, to be honest. Then I secured my two houses um, March 2021. And then this year alone, like, I had a goal. I Like, I have a plan. I want to earn a certain amount of houses, um in a short period of time because I feel like it's my responsibility to show people that it is doable or like it's mind over matter like when you have a plan and you execute it there's no excuses why you can't do it right so um yeah literally it was all within the four remaining was this year how I did it was I'd post to show like you know I've got my deal my house and I think when I showed my first two house and closing, it really inspired people. We were like, oh my gosh, like what? A 24-year-old having two houses. Mad. Yeah? And then after, when I did more and more, people start asking me, oh, do you source houses? Da, da, da. And I never did. And I thought, okay, this might be a good service, you know? And so I started to help source houses for people. I did angel investing as well, which was helpful. And like, the things that I would generate monthly regarding like all the clam, not angel missing itself, but like my sourcing, with profit wise, I was looking at 30k a month. That's how I'm able to generate because I'm making like 30 to 40k a month. I had my first 80k in September, praise God. But on average, I make like 30 to 40k a month. You make so 30 to 40k a month on average. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's really, really impressive. Thank you. So it's a thing where um, when I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm not that young girl where I'm making that money and I'm going on a private jet and, like, living my best. Like, no, I'm literally, I've got a goal. I'm going to buy as much houses as I can until I hit my amount that I wanted, and then I'm going to go on to bigger deals. So because my mind was there from the get-go... And I just had to learn to generate that cash flow. It becomes natural. You realize it's not actually hard. Like making 10K, it's not hard. It's a mindset thing. Once you put a plan to it, you structure it out. This is how much my service is. For example, sourcing a rent to rent deal, you could charge 3500 3500 times that by three people only, you've now made 10500 yeah. When you do the calculations, it makes sense. People tend to not think like that because they think, oh my gosh, it's too much. Oh my gosh, how can I do that? But when you actually like, write down what you need to do, 
it will make sense. Wow, that's really, really good. Um, did you come across any sort of stumbling blocks? I'm sure you probably did along the way while you were building your business and buying properties. Tell me some of the struggles that you faced doing that. Um, so, struggling. Only like annoying landlords, I'm not going to lie. Not with me buying my houses, no. Because I never, the one time that was really a struggle was right at the beginning when I was getting my two houses. And it was um, during COVID times. And the the people that I was meant to use were, I'm not going to say their name. <laughs> but the people I was meant to use wasting my time. It took like six months to tell me, no, they're not going to lend me the money. I thought, you're not mad. So then after, thank gosh, I was in a, like speaking with the um, vendor, telling him like, this ain't my fault, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that was the only struggle. And the reason why I believe that happened was because I felt like the devil knew the big thing that was going to happen to me, so he was delaying me. Because it was so toxic, the whole thing. It was actually war. And I'm thinking, why is this happening? Not knowing now to get. But I never let that stop me. Like, I just prayed to God, and I just kept on going. Because, like I said, it's a mindset thing. But once you overcome stuff like that, like, nothing stops you. Now I've got, like, a great team in place where you need a team as well when it comes to, like, a great mortgage broker and a good solicitor. You need all of this stuff. They're, like, your power team because then it makes life easier for you when you need to get deals and the right lender. And my mortgage broker, he's amazing because, like, he's very, like, efficient. He gives you the best advice. And that's what you need when you're building a portfolio as well. And when you're telling them, here's my goal, this is what I need to achieve, everyone needs to work together for it to work. So that's how I'm able to complete fast because everyone knows my goal. Okay, that's good. And I'm guessing because of the high income you're earning now on a monthly basis, you're able to buy the properties outright in cash? No, I don't buy outright in cash. No way. I always use mortgage. Um, and the reason why is because mortgage makes sense. The way the banks use our money to make money we do the same. This is good debt mortgage. Bad debt is when you're on a credit card and you're buying stupid handbags that you can't afford. So and so then you're leveraging the bank's money to make more money. And that's why you do interest only first. Because as you're doing interest only, you're just paying the interest. And people who are brought up to think, oh, you need to pay off a mortgage. No, no, and no. Like, we're using the bank's money to hold our assets. And because it's interest, it makes sense. Because people who honestly buy outright, you know they um, be, like they evaluate it, refinance it, and pull their money back out. You know that? Because they think it's a mistake. Because they're like, I'm just sitting on money here. Johnson, you need to see your houses as a bank. That's how I see my houses. Okay. Um, one thing I don't understand, and obviously... I'm a property owner, but I just want to kind of get your perspective on this. So when yeah. usually when you take out a mortgage and you're buying a house, obviously, because that's a big purchase, your it affects yeah. your credit score. Your credit score goes down a little bit. So when you're yeah. when you're buying a second property or a third, doesn't it affect your credit rating? So doesn't it make it difficult no, to buy the second my and third? My credit rating is very high. And it's because 
basically they see what you've taken out only for like a month or go pay it down because you're taking that alone. But then after they see you'll be paying, you're doing your repayment. So it goes back up again. That's only temporarily. Based on the current economic landscape, how has this impacted how you conduct your business? Because you know what's going on now with all the interest rate and stuff like that? How has it affected my business? So to be honest, I just keep my investors in a positive mindset to say to them, like, a lot of investors are still buying because they're seeing it as an opportunity. And what they must understand is, like, don't be scared of the noise around you saying, you know, there's madness going on, basically, what's happening. That don't let that scare you because with these type of stuff, you must see it as an opportunity to buy as much as you can. Like, I didn't stop buying. I still got goals to hit. And understand that even when they say, oh, your house could go low, the whole point in buying assets is the long run anyway. You want cash flow. And let's say, for example, you have... 10 houses and you're making at least profit of 900 900 times 10 is what 9000 9000 times 12 is what 100 and something do you know what i'm saying so my point is like you're building wealth for yourself you need to understand that and as inflation goes up your your rent will go up do you understand and then as house prices go up your house price is going to go up mm -hmm. So when you see in that type of light, you will not let no noise affect you at all. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what advice would you give someone who don't know how to start when it comes to property? What would be the first thing you'd encourage someone to do? So I'd say um, get a mentor. Um, and the reason why is because when you don't have a mentor, the mistakes that you've made, those mistakes they've made, they will now teach you not to make that mistake rather than you start all over again and having a headache around it. Like, yeah, avoid wasting time, get a mentor. And once you only get that one mentor as well, don't be going to get different mentors and they will teach you different stuff. Focus on the one, execute it and look at your results. Okay. Yeah, because I think if you're getting advice from loads of different people, it's definitely going to confuse you. Because, you know, sometimes if somebody decided to do something business-wise and then they go to this person, this person goes, do it this way. And then yes. they go and speak to someone else and the other person goes, oh, do it that way. It's just, then they're going to start doubting themselves and think, oh, what do I do? And yeah, you're right. Definitely. Um, yeah. For people who aren't from a privileged background, what sort of capital would they need to get into properties? To be honest, it depends on where you go with. So you could do sourcing. With sourcing, you don't really need anything. Only, like, the insurance side of things. But apart from that, have at least a 1,000, 2,000, but the insurance ain't even that much, do you understand? But my point is, with um, sourcing, you could find a deal or you could get an investor who was looking for a deal. You find them a deal and they could pay you, like, deposit now and the remaining after or you find a deal, then they pay you. Like, so you won't need to really start up with anything, only the insurance side of things. Okay. And how does the tax side of things work running a a, 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 a business like that? So, um, just, so I always say um, be like a limited company, just because I believe they could tax you only 19% of your profit. Okay. And you keep so much stuff as expenses as well. 
which is beneficial because then you're only getting taxed on your profit alone and that's it and not for, you know, the other stuff. So I saw on your um your Instagram that you're not just doing this for yourself and you're not just buying properties and just building your own empire, but you're actually helping other people do it as well. So I yeah. saw that you got courses, you've got, you do masterclasses, you do different stuff to teach people how to get into property. You help people do their rent to rent. So take me through some of the courses and the services that you actually do provide. Okay, so um, I've got Property for Beginners Mastermind 2.0. This is everything you need to know about property. Um, with that, you have the contracts and templates, and with that specific course, like, what you learn from it, you can actually become a sorcerer in that because you've learned all that you need to know as a renter-renter. So now you're going to look at what renter-renter people who want to do renter-rent are looking for and they are investors to sell to. Also, um, I have one-to-one -one mentoring as well. So um, everything's very bespoke, depends on what the client wants, basically. And we set up a package for them. So we set up a plan. So depending on what you want, we do that in that specific six sessions with that. And then the rest is services. And that they're more of, like, I help you source your rent to rent. I help you source your buy to let. Um, and I also help sell houses as well. Okay, so because I know there's some people that want to buy properties, but they can't be bothered with the paperwork. They can't be bothered exactly. to do all of that. So you would kind of step in and say, okay, pay me yeah. and I'll just handle everything for you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So what does a normal day look like for you? So what what do you do on a normal day for your business? Like you wake up, what's like, how do you plan your day? Um. So I plan my day. I go to the gym in the morning, then I have my smoothie. Um, and then after, I would go on... Well, every day is a different day, you know, because I'll go on my computer to source a deal for my client, set up the things for the viewings. Um, and then I'll just be up to date with all my other clients that are on their completion side of things, making sure that's all going well. And then I'm most likely building content for social media. <laughs> That's my life right now. And do, yeah. would, do you work Monday to Friday and, and then you chill on the weekends or is it kind of... Yeah, literally, I will make sure I turn off on the weekends because I've got a system in place. Any emergency stuff tenants need, they will con they'll email the team and that's it. No headache with me because it's really important to have a balance and... I try to make the weekends just for me and my family. Um, even I, I can do that with, like, my normal day-to-day. -day. It's just that, you know, we're just really hungry to get your beautiful mansion. You ain't got, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's good. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, you said something important, a balance, because I think... Sometimes when you when especially if we're some of us might be workaholics or some of us might be so ambitious and driven to achieve our goals, we forget that it's important to take time for our mental well-being. Yeah. And that's something I've struggled with in the past. Like I remember even when I worked in sales, I literally worked, I think I took two or three holidays in the entire five and a half years when I was there. 
and yeah and the only other trips outside of that I would do was work related trips I was just work 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 and I've changed that approach and now my mentality is I need to have a work-life balance and I make sure whichever job I do I let my employer know if I'm not the manager on call this week don't ring my phone exactly so it's good that you spot that because a lot of people especially if they're entrepreneurs they don't they don't think there's any downtime and you know some yeah. motivational speakers have that those saying that um you work 24/7 yeah or successful people don't sleep all that nonsense it's all a lie it's yeah. all a lie you're not <laughs> productive if you don't sleep you're not productive if you don't sleep yeah you're not productive you're not you're you're, you're going to be tired you're going to be burnt out you're you're, you're just you're not likely. you're not going to give 100% um was there any point through your process and getting to where you are now that you had any doubt was there any moment that you think oh my god is this re- is this actually going to work because you might have come across a stumbling block or anything like that do you know what throughout this process no because i always made sure i kept a positive mind i never let the devil creep into my head there I thought, I don't know, like, no, because I always see any obstacle, it's an obstacle for a reason, literally. So as it's an obstacle, it's not a thing where it's, you know, defo, it's just an obstacle, I'm going to overcome that, then it's done. Do you get it? So, nah, honestly, never, and I'm grateful to God that I haven't thought like that, because that's how people can give up easily. Yeah, yeah. And do you have positive people around you that encourages you to keep going? Because I always, one of the things that I always say, and I've said it on a few podcasts as well, we're a product of our environment. So if you're around other people that are successful or that are got an entrepreneur mentality or got an, uh, or got a hunger to, to achieve certain things that really helps an individual to be, to, to, to push themselves. Like for me, a lot of my friends, even my partner, they're doing well. And that, motivates me like even one of my friends recently got a massive pay rise and i'm like now nah, i need to make more money <laughs> when, she, when she told me but not in a negative way i'm just like wow like she's upped her game that's inspired me to up my game as well so do you have a do you have a um a circle around you that's kind of have the same mindset yeah so i'm in a lot of communities where they're positive because sometimes like when i started this that's what i was really hungry for like, when I used to be in, like... Because I took one mindset course because my mind had to be right to know all of this stuff and what's possible. And that community was... Um, like, they were probably from America. And I loved their energy. I made 10K today. I made this. I made that. I loved that energy because it showed me, like, it's possible. So I was in Facebook groups, literally, like, hungry for that. I need people who are like, what I want to do, do you get? In the UK, yes, I do have positive people around me, yes. Um, but I'll say, like, majority of it is literally, like, communities that you see a lot and, like, you're in and, like, it's positive and you're speaking money and it's not a thing where you're hiding money. Like, do you get? Like, I'm not a person to hide, like, oh, you know. I don't know. It's so, I don't know, maybe... Us black people, I don't know, but always hiding, oh, money, what we make. 
Thank you. Do you know what, Abby? I'm so glad you said that. Like, we have this, there's this, no, honestly, seriously, I'm glad you said that. There's this secretive business going on in the black community that just drives me mad. Oh, I ain't gonna tell no one how much money I make. I'm like, what? Like, if I make a certain amount of money, I'm saying it. Like, I don't care. And also, you're inspiring other people. Like, why are you. This is why companies can pay two members of staff completely different salaries to do the same job because there's a culture of don't speak about your wages. I never forget I knew someone that actually found out that that um someone that was in a lower position than them was making 10 grand more than they were. And they didn't find that out until they had conversations about money at work. Like, talk about your money. Like, right now, I've resigned from my current job, and I haven't even found another job yet, but I, I, I requested a pay rise, and they didn't want to give me. So I'm like, bye. Um, and I'm looking for jobs. And I know I'm going to get another job. I've already got some interviews lined up, but that's just my mentality. And I'm making it no secret that I want more money. And this is how much I want to make. This is how much you're going to pay me. And if you're not prepared to pay me that, I'm going to go somewhere else and make it. Exactly. Exactly. So do you have a similar, like a salesman, like the sales mentality? You know, like how we had like a target for each day of how much sales we want to do. Do you kind of have that mentality now, even though you're in properties? Okay, this is how much money I need to make by the end of this month. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Yeah, I'm literally like that. Like, I have to make at least, like, for example... Me hitting average 30 to 40, really good. But when I hit the 80, I was like, oh, my gosh, now I need to make at least 80. Do you understand? And it's just about you being consistent and your mind being bright. And you just, you think, you look and see, what did I do in order to make that 80? And then just reduplicate, do it again. So you made 80K in a month? Yeah, profit. Profit. Wow. Nice. So you're low key a millionaire, isn't it? Like, <laughs> or you're 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 if you're not there yet, you're on you're on par. You will... yeah, literally. Look, so millionaire in asset. Well, do you know what your net worth? Most... It, yeah, yeah, you're like, you're a millionaire based on your net worth. Yeah, like if we calculate, like with the um, with like what my company owes and all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. But me, I'm I focus on like my houses first. You get it? so. Once I hit my ninth house, like, I yeah, I can confidently say, yeah, I'm a millionaire. You get it? Because that's in my asset. And that's what people need to understand as well. You don't need to have a million in your bank. No, it's your it's your assets, yeah. It's, it's your assets. And that's why I'm so on buying my houses. Because I want to be a millionaire in my asset. Because long term, you know, you want your... Um, kids and future kids to inherit your asset understand and that is my priority to do all that i can now and you can't go wrong with properties you just can't go wrong like this people are crazy about flashy cars but the minute you drive off that car that car lot your car's gone down in value with properties the (laughs) the value just keeps going up like i've only been a homeowner for what like a year and a bit and my house has already gone up in value by 70 grand it's mad so it's yeah people that i think if we had the same attitude and mentality about buying properties as we did for that buying cars, yeah. 
Because let's face it, as black people, we love a nice car. <laughs> yeah. If we had the same mentality, a lot of us would be more homeowners. And I, I, I've even said that, you know, I don't know if they've got it in um in Nigeria. I'm sure they do, but you guys have a different name for it. So there's something in Jamaica that we have called partner. So what it is, is like where people come together to save money. So for example, one person will be the banker. Oh, and then everybody, let's say, will pay a grand. And let's say there's 10 people in it. Then each person takes turn and get 10 grand. There's um I was even I was saying to someone and I even said it on another podcast we should start doing partners for properties so let's say for example the deposit to buy a property is like forty grand everybody that comes into it the contribution that each person put makes up the forty grand and everybody takes turn to get forty grand to buy their first house I think if more people did that there will be more people that's on the property ladder because once you buy one house it's quite easy to buy more after that you know yeah exactly. Exactly. It's the first one that's usually difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, where? What's next for you, Abby? What's next? Um, to be honest, I wanna um, after I get my certain amount of houses, I wanna get into bigger deals, um, where they're like commercials, like bigger units, like more fun stuff. Um, definitely, I'm gonna I'm on selling houses, like. I've always wanted to sell houses before and now I'm doing this like I'm happy you know because life is just all about doing what you wanted to do and I want to really want shouting to stuff like that everything's all set up ready to go now I need to get them listings then we're good to go so you're gonna have like a team are you gonna have like employees that work under you as well yeah do you know what it is I want to do commission like it's only commission because the amount of money you can get in properties dirty. And on unlike, for example, with like we're in London, that's where the money is, right? Mm-hmm. Look at our surroundings. And so, for example, let's say there's a house um for three million pounds and you get a five percent cut, you're making a hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Wow, yes. <laughs> Mad. It is mad. Yeah. And I my goal is to I sell big houses. Like obviously the small ones cool, but you know the big ones where the money's at a lot. Of course. And it's it's kind of good what you're doing because what you're doing now, you're building your portfolio. So when you go to like big property owners or big investors and things like that to say, look, I want to start selling properties for you. You've got your portfolio yeah. to say, look, these are the amount of properties I've sold, this is what I've done. So you're yeah. you're you're really doing it the right way. You really are. That's Thank good. You. That's good. I actually want to say, Abby, like, I'm really, really proud of you. Like, seeing where you've come from and seeing what you've done is actually inspiring. You inspire me. I, I, I've watched your YouTube videos. I've, um, I follow you on Instagram. I'm always looking at your Instagram page to see if you posted anything new. I've seen your interview with that other, um, that young black guy. I think he was in his 30s. That is, that yes. owns... Yeah, yeah, that owns right. loads of properties yeah. as well and talking yeah. about how we did it and he buys properties quite close to like train stations and areas mm. where the commute's easy and then he rents them out. So just, yeah, I've been following your stuff and it's really, really inspiring. So you are inspiring a lot of young people out there. Guys, she's 26 years old and she owns six properties and it just shows you that anything is possible if you mm. put your mind to it. 
Yes. Now, there's a lot of people that's listening to this that's probably into properties or want to know more about properties or thinking of buying their first properties. Tell us where we can find you on social media, Abby. My Instagram is it's Abby Oniru, I-T-S-A-B-I-O-N-I-R-U. Um, YouTube, it's, um, it's Abby Oniru, so normally just Abby Oniru. Um, but yeah, I'm mostly active on Instagram and YouTube. I'm on TikTok, but not as active there. <laughs> um, and I'm on Twitter, but more time, if you want to learn more, YouTube and Instagram. Yes. And guys, if you um, didn't catch all of that, you can definitely check the description box on this episode and you will find Abby's details there so you can go and follow her as well and you can check her stuff out. So Abby, I want to say thank you so much for joining the podcast and I can't wait to hear more of your adventure. I would love to invite you back to get a further update on all the amazing things that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. No problem. At the end of this video, guys, I would really appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate the podcast, and also leave a review. These are things that would definitely help more people to know about us.